0: Thank you. I made the guest list, so that's cool. Uh, I'm not over 50 yet. Um, that day is coming, Lord willing, in Jesus' name. Uh, yeah, we look forward hey, If you're a guest this morning, if you are, hi. If you are a guest this morning, if you're new with us, uh, we do have a Connect card that might either be, uh, you know, in the, in the seats. Uh, if not, there's one around right that back table. Uh, if this is like a first Sunday or a first Sunday in a long time, Uh, Man, I would love for you to fill one of these out because this is my first Sunday in a long time. And it'd be really cool to be like, dude, this is our first Sunday together. Um, So please fill this out and just leave it on the back table. Uh, I would love to connect with you this week in that respect. Uh, At this time, uh, we get to uh, gather up our 6th through 12th graders, our youth students. You'll see Isaac is in the back. Isaac, wave your hand so big. Uh, If you guys want to party with him, he's going to take our students for their Bible study during this time and uh, thank you, Isaac, for all of your great work with them. I also want to say thanks to Yoni, because man, uh, yeah, come on, like, thank you. And the reason why is like, I knew, I knew this place has felt like home for me in a lot of different ways. Um, but even just to have all the wonderful details that we have as a church family—I mean, to have someone who can effortlessly lead worship in two languages. There's an exposure. No, there's a beauty to it. There's a beauty to it. And bro, thank you. Thank you for like effortlessly, freely doing that because you're welcoming us into a greater space, a greater voice of God's praise. And that's just like, that's normal for you guys. Are you kidding me? I'm so happy to be here. All right, I want everybody to get out your phones. Please, everybody get your phones. We're going to try something a little bit different this morning. We're going to kick off with a sermon series called Can We All Agree? So we're going to find out. Just get out your phone, hop on the internet, and go to menti.com. This is a, it's, a, it's a quiz website, and it's super easy to use. So just go to menti.com, M-E-N-T-I.com. Um, and when it pulls up, it'll ask you for a code. And here's our code, four one eight nine nine seven two six. And so... Um, After that, it'll ask you for a name, put in any name you like, uh, church appropriate please, obviously, um, and then it'll ask you to join the quiz. So uh, once we're square on that, again, menti.com, enter in the quiz code and your first name. Oh, there we go. Hey, will you, uh, thank you. That's right. Will you click present, Michael? I got one step ahead of you guys. Oh, and you're going to see the first question, but you don't, all right, there we go. So now, 4189-9726, 4189-9726, and this is not like a serious quiz, this is absolutely a fun quiz, but I am curious, can we all agree? So, um, there we go. If w- w- when, you, when you are ready for the first question, if you would, just not like super high, but kind of over your shoulder, raise your phone up, we'll know, all right, cool, 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 Beautiful. Alright, well then let's step into it. Oh look, there we all are! Now, okay, number 4189 I love the enthusiasm. No! I want to play! Four one eight nine nine seven, two, six. It is? Hey, whatever, man. They're leading the way. Come on, amazing Grays, lead the way. All right, how we, now? Phone by your ear if you're ready. All right, very good. Okay. So here's how it works. We're gonna put a question up. The faster you answer, the more points you get. Okay? There's only two, there's only two answers. It's like an either or. And when it does the answer, like whatever it says is the right answer. It's not necessarily the right answer, but it is my answer. So that way you'll know like this is how I would answer. So, is everybody ready? Here we go. First question Enter button. There we go. Again, answer fast for more points. Here we go. Bacon, it has to be crispy or soft, firm, and juicy. Bacon, can we all agree? Five seconds left. Three, two, one. Time's up. Oh, we have a lot of crispy people in this place. Wow. OK. I prefer soft, firm, and juicy. Um, and apparently so far, we cannot all agree. OK. So <laughs> next, next question. Can we all agree? Oh, oh, oh. Let's see. Let's see who got the fastest, rightest answer so far. Lily. Beautiful. All right. Steve! I gotta meet Steve. Okay, here we go. Question number two. Spacebar. Or, yeah, there we go. Here we go. Answer fast, more points. If you had to choose one streaming service for the rest of your life, would you pick Netflix or Disney Plus? If you had to choose one service for the rest of your life, three, two, one, time's up. Did we? No, oh my goodness, we're so, we are a house divided. Okay, no. Um, So yeah, I would choose Disney Plus for two reasons. uh, The Muppets and Star Wars. So um, will not live my life without either of those things. All right, so let's see how the leaderboard's going. Whoop. Oh my goodness, it's like such a close race. It's just, right, it's just the top answers. Right, so right now the dude takes the lead with five points. I love like the big Lebowski reference there. That's super cool. All right, next question. Here we go. Okay, You do, you're just not as fast as everybody else. <laughs> that is true. Okay, here we go, next question. Is it, what is the correctly loaded toilet paper? Is it out and over, or is it in and under? Oh, we got so close. But we still did not all agree. Okay, this is the last question. We're only doing four of these. Only doing four of these. How, how, is the dude still in the lead? The dude is still in the lead. He is. Oh, no, Ashley! Ashley! We have four points. All right, this is the last question. So for those that are actually looking to win, here is your last chance. When it comes to coffee, (laughs) Starbucks or Cece's, can we all agree? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, we are a house divided. I knew it. I knew it. You noticed that I'm not even getting in this fight yet, so both answers are correct. Um, Right on. Sweet. Okay. Thank you, Michael, if you would, give us back. Oh, wait, wait, to see who wins. (laughs) Did it show us who won? Oh, no, we didn't find out. We'll we'll know. We can find out who won, and I will contact them personally. Did you win? All right, Ashley. Let's give Ashley a big hand. Because even if we can't all agree, Ashley and I agree. That's all that matters, (laughs) right? Um, Okay, that's a little bit of fun. And it's also intentional. Um, I, I want us to kind of see what God is gathering in this season. Um, because he's gathering all of us. And we have some empty chairs this morning. Uh, and as I see those, I see the next person he's going to gather. The next person he's going to put like, in our midst and in our family. Uh, and I am so excited to be here with you guys this morning. I didn't think for a moment that we would all agree on any one of those questions. But I do believe that God is gathering all of us because he has a dream and a plan for each of us in this season as a church. When I was first interviewed by the governing board, they asked me, now why do you think you're called to be the lead pastor at this church? And the only answer that I had for them, and this wasn't the only church that I was talking to, but it was the one that I was most excited about. As I said, guys, my answer to that question is, I'm involuntarily dreaming about you. Like there are things Thoughts, ideas, imagination. I'm not even trying, and it's coming to the surface in my head and my heart. And so I just firmly believe God's got something really rad in store for us all. And He did give me a phrase. And the phrase is this We will be a good neighbor to Baton Rouge. We will be a good neighbor to Baton Rouge. Now, that would be like Elaine right now. It would be like Elaine telling me, hey, Alan, we're going to London. And I'm like, yes, we're going to London. Like, what flight are we taking? What airline? What gate? What passport? Like, like all those details, those haven't been solidified yet. But we're going to London. And so as we continue to walk together Sunday after Sunday, I can tell you this. One, one dream, one ambition that the Lord has for us is that we will be a good neighbor to Baton Rouge. So when I was here in March, I wasn't sure if I was a dude yet or not, but I was like, "Okay, good neighbor. That's easy. Good Samaritan. Done." And that's what we talked about back in March. As I was studying for that message, I read this in a commentary. Check it out. It says, "Discipleship is one of Luke's most important themes." So in Luke ten twenty five through eleven thirteen, it focuses on this by highlighting relationships at three fundamental levels. So 10:25 to 11:13 there are three things that happen there. The parable of the good samaritan, Jesus at Mary and Martha's house, and then when the disciples asked Jesus to teach him, teach them how to pray. And so for the next 3 weeks, these are the three things we're going to look at. Cuz here we are. As I read that quote, I was like, man, I would love to do that. So we're going to do that together. Look at these three discipleship emphases from Luke. And I call it Can We All Agree for a purpose because I know that we're coming from all different walks of life, all different seasons of life. We're all in our own special place. (laughs) But God has put us in this special place together. And I absolutely believe that he is gathering us to agree and to dream together. I mean, I think he will absolutely accomplish in the next three weeks, one, a greater sense of unity. So like even if you guys have been here for a really long time, You have friends. You've known these people for years. I still believe God's going to have a greater sense of unity for your friendship and for your time together as we step into this together. I also believe, man, if you're brand new, like I met Abbas this morning, and he's got a greater unity planned for him and I as we continue to walk out together. Right? Um, I also believe that God's going to inspire each of us. That as we continue to listen to him, as we step into this idea of what it looks like to relate to each other, to relate to Jesus, to relate to God as Father, He's going to have an inspiration for each of us. And so I have three aspirations for this study for the next three weeks. Number one is this, that we would have a greater understanding of God. That when we gather together on Sunday mornings and even throughout the week, may we have a greater understanding of God. That he would show us more of his will, more of his character, and more of his delightful purposes for our lives. Two, man, I hope we have a greater awareness of the voice of the Holy Spirit in our daily situations. That so would just awaken our awareness as we get together in God's Word, think about what, what it would look like to be a good neighbor, that as we're out among our neighbors, we would just be able to hear His voice all the more clearly. And then finally, that we would be a greater blessing to anyone God happens to bring into our path. Sounds like fun, right? So let's get after it. Get your Bible out, and let's go to Luke chapter 10. Now again, if you have an actual Paper Bible, I will always encourage you uh, to get that. If you don't, no judgment. Uh, Man, use your phone. Let's get in the Word together. But the reason why I do that is because I think that, like, there's an access portal here that when I want to engage God completely, I love to turn off. So if you want to join me, put your phone on airplane mode um, and let's step into the Lord together. Uh, If you don't have a Bible, like an actual paper Bible, uh, or don't want to use your phone, uh, I'll be happy to share mine with you on the screens. And so, again, Luke. Chapter 10, beginning in verse 25. Let's read together. One day, an expert in religious law stood up to test Jesus by asking him this question. Teacher, like, what should I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus replied, what does the law of Moses say? Like, how do you read it? And the man answered, you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all of your soul, with all of your strength, with all of your mind and love your neighbor as yourself. I want to stop here for just a second and give all of us a moment to actually take in this first part of the conversation. Because I, I, for me personally, I don't know about you, but for me personally whether it's familiarity or overexposure just growing up in the church or maybe you know, I just want to like get on to the parable, like the good part where Jesus tells the story. It's pretty easy for me to glaze over this first part of the, of the conversation. But there's this guy who's got this interesting and awkward motivation in his heart. He wants to test Jesus. So maybe a little bit of arrogance, maybe a little bit of pride, but whatever it is, he approaches him and he says, How, what, do I, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Jesus engages the conversation. He, turns up, he asks him, okay, you're an expert in the law. What does the law of Moses say? And the guy answers the right answer, right? He says, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Love your neighbor as yourself. He says, he says the right thing, and Jesus affirms him. And, and here's, here's what I want us to focus on this morning it, it, it's not that like, this is the answer to eternal life, Jesus Christ is the answer to eternal life. Surrendering our heart, trusting him with any brokenness and imperfection that he can then mend and make complete, that is the key to eternal life. But this is also the greatest commandment. It's one of the greatest themes throughout the Bible and the New Testament, to love God and love our neighbor. Love is the definitive mark of a disciple of Jesus. Love is the definitive mark of a disciple of Jesus. And I would even say it more plainly than that. Man, love is how everyone's going to know that we belong to him. Love is how everyone is going to know we belong to Him. So like love, my actions and my connections to the Lord. and lo- like That's how my daughter is going to know that I belong to Him. It's also know how complete strangers are going to know that I belong to Him. Jesus said it Himself in John 13. Check this out. A new command I give you. Man, love one another. As I have loved you, so you must love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. Did you know that every New Testament author encourages us to love? Every single one. Also, in researching this this week, there's one book in the New Testament that does not have the word love in it, and it's the book of Acts. Isn't that fascinating? Because you can just do like a simple search for the word love in Bible Gateway. It'll give you all of the results. For all of the, Acts is not there. Anyway, uh, real quick, Paul, we'll start off with Paul. Again, all the New Testament authors encourage us to love. Paul says it's the best way to live. He says, but now let me show you the way of life that is best of all. I mean, if I could speak of all the languages of earth and angels, but didn't love others, I would only be a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. If I had the gift of prophecy, and understood all of God's secret plans and possessed all knowledge. I had such faith that I could move mountains, but I didn't love others. I'd be nothing if I gave everything I had to the poor and even sacrificed my body. Man, I mean, I could boast about it, but if I didn't love others, I would have gained nothing. Hebrews, author is contested and uncertain, but Hebrews says this, Keep on loving one another as brothers and sisters. Do not forget to show hospitality to strangers. For by so doing, some people have shown hospitality to angels without knowing it. Continue to remember those in prison as if you were there together with them in prison or those who are mistreated as you yourselves were suffering. Jesus' brothers, James and Jude, James says it this way, if you really fulfill the royal law according to Scripture, you shall love your neighbor as yourself, you do well. Jude said it this way, but you, beloved, building yourselves up on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit, keep yourselves in the love of God, looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. And then even Peter, above all, I love the way he says it, man, love each other deeply. Because love covers a multitude of sins. I have two more from John that we'll get to later. But already I think we can see that we cannot overstate the primacy of love in our life with Jesus. So I feel compelled to ask you, how's your love life? No? Okay. Um, (laughs) Here's where I sense the Lord leading us this week. There's always more. There's always more. Whatever your love life looks like, there's always more. Loving God and loving people are not tasks that we master. There's always more. Loving God and loving people, they are ever deepening spiritual rhythms that we can devote our lives to. Let me say that again. Loving God and loving people, they are ever deepening spiritual rhythms that we can devote our lives too. Man, and as we do, we will uncover the clear and overwhelming abundance of God. That is the beauty of this moment in this parable, in this story, is that there's something more for the expert in the law. He has this conversation with Jesus. Like he, he knows where he is, his motivation, his desire, what he wants out of the conversation. And Jesus also knows right where he is. Jesus doesn't judge him. Jesus Jesus just engages him and then takes him to the next step that he needs. The guy knows the answer. He knows the law. He knows what's right. But Jesus helps him see it. Jesus tells him the story. Tells him a story about a guy who was attacked by bandits and then left for dead on the side of the road jesus knowing he's talking to an expert in jewish law the first character he introduces in the story is a jewish priest who law abidingly steps out of the way and walks on the other side the next character jesus introduces is a jewish Levite, who walks up to the guy but then also chooses to walk away on the other side. And then, to really get the law expert's attention, Jesus activates a hated, dismissible, completely unforgettable, half-breed Samaritan as the hero of the story. And with nine verbs, with nine verbs, this Samaritan completely restores and gives aid and loves the man who is attacked by bandits. He goes over to him. He soothes his wounds with wine and oil. He bandages them. He puts him on a donkey. He takes him to the inn. He takes care of him overnight. He gives the innkeeper money to continue to see to his healing, he asks him to do so and then he says, I assure you, I will pay anything outstanding if it comes up. Nine beautiful verbs for complete healing. When Jesus finishes his story, he asks the expert, who was a neighbor to the man who was attacked by the bandits? And the guy sees it. Like, it's unmistakable, you can't argue it. And so he replies, the one who showed him mercy. And then Jesus says, yes, yes, now go and do the same. Do you know how completely God loves you? Let's pause for just one second. If you need to, like, tweak your heart to a receiving posture, do you know how completely the Lord loves you? Because I'm here to tell you, we haven't seen all of it yet. He can see past your biggest mistakes. I mean, he can sit with you in your deepest regrets and those things that we can't seem to get over in our heads or in our hearts, those sins that we can't seem to forgive ourselves and we stay stuck in. It's paid for. He's paid for them and he's past it. He's over it. And he is inviting us (coughs) daily, moment by moment, to be near him over it, active, joyful, ongoing into a greater, beautiful relationship with Him where we're going to find healing, wholeness, and abundant life. And I'm here to tell you, like whatever we think we know about God's great, all-encompassing love for us, we haven't seen it all. There is more to come Jesus says this in John 15. He says, I have loved you even as the Father has loved me. Like, stop and look at that for a second. If if that's not proof that we have no idea the depth and the beauty and like the broad nature of God's love, how can we possibly fathom or calculate how God the Father has loved Jesus the Son? But in this sentence, he says, I have loved you. I have loved you. I have loved you. I have loved you. And you, and you, and you, and you. Even as the Father has loved me, now remain in my love. When you obey my commands, you remain in my love. Just as I obey the Father's commands, and he remains in my love. I told you these things so that your joy will be complete. Yes, you will be filled with my joy. This is my commandment. Love each other in the same way that I have loved you. There's no greater love than to lay down one's life for one's friends. You are my friends. If you do what I have commanded, I no longer call you slaves because a master doesn't confide in his slaves. Now you are my friends. Since I have told you everything the Father told me, You didn't choose me, I chose you. I appointed you to go and produce lasting fruit. Come on, vineyard. I appointed you to go and produce lasting fruit so that the Father will give you whatever you ask for using my name. This is my command. Love each other. Here is my hope for us as a church family. As we continue to grow in God's complete love for us i hope it is transformative and that it changes us into light bearing beings that lavish his love on others i mean can we all agree that god is nowhere near done lavishing his love on our community and on our city Can we all agree? Like God's nowhere near done loving Baton Rouge. Nowhere near done loving Louisiana or whatever different communities and peoples we're connected to. He's just getting started. And I want to be a part of that outpouring. I want us to be a part of that outpouring. I mean, I want us to lead the charge. Yeah, I want us to lead the charge. Be out in front. John, uh, First John four, and God has showed us how much He loved us by sending His one and only Son into the world so that we might have eternal life through Him. This, come on, is real love—not that we loved God, but that He loved us and sent His Son as a sacrifice to take away our sins. Dear friends, man, since God loved us that much, we surely ought to love each other. No one has ever seen God. It's an important statement. No one's ever seen God. But if we love each other, God lives in us, and his love is brought to the full expression in us. That right there is why I said yes. That's why I said yes to God. That's why I said yes to you guys. That's why I so enthusiastically moved me and my 12-year-old here as fast as I could because I believe 100% without a doubt in my heart no one has ever seen God. But man, if we love each other, dude, God lives in us and his love is brought to full expression in us. What an incredible promise. What an incredible invitation. And I cannot wait to partner with you and watch it come to fruition and surface in our lives as we love our neighbors here in Baton Rouge. So, how do we do it? I got four steps for us this week to walk it out. Four steps for us to walk it out this week. And if you're like a huge person when it comes to to-do lists and scratching them off, you're going to love this because we're going to knock one of them out before we even leave this morning. All right. Number one, this is it. Right? We're going to reflect on God's complete love for you. Now this isn't a one and done step, but we're going to do it right now. That's where we're going to start. Again, opening our heart to a receptive posture and allowing him to speak again his incredible, complete, deep love over us. Number two, I would encourage us this week to create margin. As I was listening to the Lord and like waist deep in these words, in this message this week, man, can I tell you like the first thing that God showed me was how busy I am. And how often I would have an idea or an inspiration to love someone, send a text, stop what okay whoa this is crazy stop what i'm doing and actually like express love to someone but i couldn't i, I, I can't right i can't i gotta I got go do this I, got, I, got, I can't so man like this week can we can i create margin number three Man, let's be sensitive to the spirit Because here's the deal, man. You don't don't have to dream this stuff up. Again, we are expressions of God's love to our neighbors. When you walk into a Walmart, my favorite place to go ever is is like an airport. Any place where there's like like an amazing amount of people. Because I like to just sit there and look around and go, man, God knows every detail of their life. God knows every detail of their life. God knows every detail of their life. It just mesmerizes me. It's, like, it's so beautiful and mind-blowing and weird and awesome all at the same time. Like, I can't even really like, keep my head on it, but I love to be in that space where God is just so all-knowing, so kind, so patient, so present. So we have to, we have to, you know, one of my favorite phrases from one of my favorite mentors and pastors is this, there is no engine in a straw like a drinking straw, like God will flow through us effortlessly if we will simply surrender to him. So let's be sensitive to the Spirit this week. There's no engine in a straw. He's going to be faithful. We just have to be ready. And then number four, when we're faithful and when we're ready, then let's seize the opportunity. And come on, y'all, let's use a big ladle. Because Jesus says, give and it will be given to you right, pressed down, shaken together, the measure that you use will be used unto you. Man, let's be a people that use a big ladle. Let's go be good neighbors this week. Let's come back next week. Let's really be challenged by being still in Jesus' presence. I can't wait for that. I have a little bit of it. I don't have all of it. I'd seven days to be so much fun. I get to listen to the Lord and find out all about what He's been telling me about Mary and Martha and being still in his presence. But I can already tell you it's to be so much fun.